Grace and peace from Christ to you, our risen Savior. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Are we Christians or are we hypocrites? A bit of a law question for you. This could have been the title of James' letter in 50 to 60 AD that he sent to the 12 tribes. Those Christians, those Jewish Christians with the Jewish background, new to the faith, that didn't quite have the same understanding of who God really is that we have today. These Jewish Christians that were more comfortable with the Jewish idea of God as distant, as demanding, a God to be known and feared, but not really involved in, a daily, in the daily life of a Christian. The question I led with today is in reference to our epistle reading from James chapter 1, verse 22, which says, Be doers of the word. Again, another command that is indeed the law. But what my hope is this morning is to impart to you from James a bit of God's command for us, but how God truly has prepared us for it. We in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, are indeed well-grounded in our theology, and rightfully so, as we believe and confess that which we know to be true from Scripture, the Word and the sacraments. But I think we'd be remiss if we dismissed James completely in our preaching. Though Luther, if you've ever looked at his preface to the book of James, you might think that, well, this isn't exactly the best Lutheran theological book of Scripture. Indeed, Luther at points in his early years called the theology of James Straw. In reference, of course, to our 1 Corinthians letter from St. Paul, where he talks about the foundations of those that we have in Christ being built on precious jewels, but also some on straw. But we take this book to heart, as John says in chapter 15, you will bear witness to me. And though James, as Luther pointed out, does not necessarily bear witness to Christ throughout his entire letter, there is quite a bit in this letter still for us as Christians today that is worthwhile, that does indeed at points bear witness to our Savior even through his commands to be a doer of the word. This morning, I want to take us back to the story of Mary. And you may ask, why are we going back to the Christmas story on this Sunday of Easter? But remember those words that the angel Gabriel said to Mary, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. To which Mary responds, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Mary heard the words of the angel Gabriel and lived it. She did it. Her longer response to this news is indeed the Magnificat, a hymn of praise to God, exalting God above all others. I cannot think of any better scriptural example today, of course being Mother's Day, of a mother in scripture who heard the word of God and did it. A doer of the word, as James tells us today. And a very happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers this morning. 
what a fantastic day to remember mothers and their service to the church, to their families, to society, to children, and most importantly, to the gospel. More importantly, what a fantastic message that the angels brought to our mother Mary about the birth of Jesus, our Savior. And through this birth of Jesus, doing the will of the Father for our sake, going to the cross, dying and rising again for us. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. We are called to speak truth as Mary did in the Magnificat. To proclaim Christ, to proclaim the gospel, to be a doer of the word as Mary did. In our epistle reading for today, James puts it bluntly. Be doers of the word. I like this concept of being a doer of the word, and so do several of America's biggest corporations over the past few years. Home Depot, since 2009, always had a slogan about being a doer. In 2009, the slogan was, more saving, more doing. This switched in 2019 to, how doers get more done. Do these sound familiar from Home Depot? How about Chevron's 2015 campaign called, Doers Built America? In this commercial, they ended by saying, keep doers doing the stuff doers do, to keep all of us doing what we do. Now that's a lot of doing. But if you break this down into the context of James chapter one, I think we can make some scripture out of this, or at least interpret scripture from this. The doers doing the stuff doers do in order to keep all of us doing what we do is the Holy Spirit, the sustainer, the sanctifier, the one that gives us strength every day to do what we do. But this all began with the Father in heaven who was the original doer who created us, created us with a purpose to bear witness to Christ. And then, of course, if it was not for Jesus, Jesus and his doing the will of the Father, we would not have salvation. He was the doer of it. However, he didn't stop there. In order for us to continue doing the things that we do, he sanctified us through the power of the gospel. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, word and sacraments, meaning he set us apart to do his will and purpose. Simply put, God wants us to be a doer of his word and his will. And not simply a hearer of the word through God. A doer, something that mothers here today know quite a bit about. Motherhood is clearly a vocational calling of doing for others. Mothers are called by God to bear children, to nurse them, to take care of them, and to serve them. But aren't we all called to be doers of the word in our own vocational callings? Now, James, in our passage today, uses an analogy to explain what it's like when we don't do the word of God and only hear. He says it's like a man looking into a mirror. Well, what do you see when you look into a mirror? But nothing but yourself. 
The image simply bounces back off that mirror, right back into our eyes, and when we leave that mirror, we forget who we really are. This goes back to my original question. Are we Christians or are we hypocrites? Do all we see is that which is of the law, that which we fail to do, or do we recognize the fact that we have another nature, a spiritual nature, a nature that we as Christians need to recognize every day because that is where our hope is found in order to be a doer. But verse 25 is where James really throws us an interesting concept. And this is one even that Luther writes extensively about. He says, the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets about, forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read the law of liberty, that simply does not make sense to me, especially as an American. How can we have law and liberty together? The law is binding. The law is limiting. It's restraining. It's burdensome, convicting, revealing. But notice his words before that in our epistle today. But the one who looks into the perfect law. Well, there is no perfect law in this world other than that which Jesus fulfilled. The one who looks into Jesus instead of into that mirror and looks at himself and has faith is the one who can do. It is the one that is that individual who has freedom in the gospel. Scripture talks about freedom in no other way than that which is found in the gospel of Christ. The law of liberty is the gospel through Jesus, that which there is no law. And scripture says that there is no law that can bound that which God has put forth through the gospel in doing the will and word of God. Jesus perfected the law of liberty for us, giving us life in the spirit, which is a life of freedom in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Doing the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only place in this world that we live where we can truly be free, where we can truly have liberty. And I know that kind of goes against everything we stand for in America as the most free and liberty-driven country in the world, but we are not truly free in the flesh, even in America. And I've been known to tell many a friend of mine that you really can't experience freedom and liberty in America until you step outside the city and you go live in the county for a while, the laws suddenly start to drop. But even there, we all know we still pay property taxes, and the law still finds us in one way or another. True liberty is not found in government. It is not found in the things of this world. In fact, our founding fathers in America even recognized this in the Declaration of Independence when they wrote at the beginning, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those did not come from government. Endowed, the word itself 
meaning that which is given, that which is inherited, that which is taken on by God. Life and liberty are a gift and a blessing from God. Our founding fathers, thankfully, had a little bit of St. Paul's letter to the Church of Galatia in their writing. So you are no longer slaves to sin, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God. We are heirs of the liberty of the gospel. To go and be a doer of the word, that which God has called us, that which God has told us to do, only through the power of the gospel. This is where we highlight our freedom as Christians. In Jesus in doing that which Mary did so freely and so willingly, as told by an angel to go and do. And this is why Jesus says in our gospel for today, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. There's no law in the gospel. When we are doing the will of God, which he has told us to do, He says he will give us whatever is necessary in order to make that happen. And it is not that we take this freedom to serve the flesh, to serve the wants and desires of our flesh, which is bound to sin. We take this freedom of the gospel and we serve through the power of the Holy Spirit to take it and share it with our neighbor. As St. Paul also told the church of Galatia, do not use your freedom as an opportunity of the flesh, but through love serve one another. In the gospel, he will truly ensure that our joy may be full. That is where true joy comes from, not in the things of the flesh, not in even doing that which is commanded of the law. It comes in doing the will of the gospel. And we do not do this alone. This is where this command of being a doer of the word, which James is filled with so much law in in the commands to us, this is where the gospel comes around through this epistle. The Holy Spirit is there with us. As I said before, sanctifier, sustainer, giving us the power of the gospel to go forth and do the will of the Lord to be able to put forth those fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. For such, there is no law. How awesome is that? That God gave us something that is bound by nothing. Satan cannot overcome that which is of the gospel. I don't know about you, but that's the place where I would like to live, where there is no law, not as an outlaw, but as someone who then can serve the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit, and knowing that even when I fail in doing that, there is forgiveness. And we can do this without fear. That is why St. Paul told Timothy, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control, a spirit of power to go forth in this world where the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But remember, the devil has no law over the gospel. He cannot stop the will of the Father from being unfolded 2,000 years ago in Jesus. 
and he cannot stop the will of the Lord from being unfolded today. He cannot tempt us to sin and then convict us of it when we are doing the gospel of sharing the words of Christ. His authority is only under the law. His devious reign is only that which is bound by the ways of the law, which Christ accomplished fully in his death and resurrection as we celebrate this Easter. That is when he chained the devil to hell and said, you no longer have reign over my people. You can tempt them, but I have won the ultimate victory as we confess in the Apostles' Creed. Jesus was a doer of the Father's will so that you and I can be a doer of it also. Our assurance of salvation through faith is what grows the fruits of the Spirit in us to serve. You are the branches of the tree of Jesse and the lineage of Christ, maturing in the, day, in the faith daily to do that which Christ has called you to do with the help of the Holy Spirit. Good works are simply inevitable fruits of faith rather than the conditions of salvation. We never teach or preach works righteousness, but we do teach and preach that which God has told us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit as a fruit of our faith. And so as you enter the mission field this morning upon leaving church, do not let any evil, selfish, cunning tactic or law of this world try to stop you from doing the will of the Lord. Do not think that the laws of man that contradict the gospel of Christ have authority over you to prevent you from being a doer of God's vocational calling for you. Be a doer of the gospel. For as St. Peter points out, we must obey God rather than men. Men may have told Joseph to have Mary killed for finding out that she was pregnant without him. But even Joseph, too, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. He became a doer of the word. Be strong and courageous in your doing of the word. Stand firm for what is true in both law and gospel. And remember that we do this together. And when I say we do this together, I mean from the lowest level to the top. We do this as members of Grace Lutheran Church, as members of the Mid-South District, as members of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and in members of the Catholic Universal Church of God as Christians called together in this world. When you feel discouraged or threatened by culture, by our media, by the demons of the devil or the devil himself, know that Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And so have you in the Spirit. For it is no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me. And this is why we can truly believe the words of Scripture when he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because though God has called us to be a witness to him and his word, he has prepared us through the power of the Holy Spirit and the gospel to do that which he's called us to do. We have nothing to fear, and thanks be to God for giving us that message this morning. A very blessed Mother's Day to all of you.
And to all the doers of the word through the power of the gospel, grace and peace to Christ be the glory. Amen. Amen.